may not look like much. But she's got it where it counts, kid. This is the Millennial Falcon. I'm Josh. And I am John. Welcome to the podcast. Whoa. Josh. John. We've had an ongoing argument Uh in our lives Uh for quite a few years now. And I'm just going to air it out. Pizza? I'm just going to... Nope. (laughs) I'm just going to... That's a big argument. I'm going to air this one out. Okay. All I have to do is give you a few keywords. Environment. Environment. Plastic. Plastic. Uh. Paper straws. Uh. So listen. <laughs> let me get. Let me get my thoughts out here first. John hates the environment. I don't hate the environment. <laughs> I don't hate the environment. I hate. Pl- I hate paper straws. Now, do I think plastic straws are great? No. Are they better than paper straws? 100%. No, they're not. Name, give me a reason why paper straws are better. Because they don't kill turtles. (laughs) Okay. Well, if you just maybe dispose of your plastics better, then they wouldn't kill the turtles. But here's my thing. Mm -hmm. Here's my thing. Mm -hmm. Do I like the plastic straws? Eh, I'm indifferent. I hate the paper straws. Mm Mm-hmm. That's I just fair. I would rather just not use a straw than use paper straws because you have them in your drink. If it's a hot day, yeah. you have it in your drink for uh-huh. 0.5 seconds, your uh-huh. straw is wrecked. Nah. I'm, be, I'm exaggerating, I know. But if you have it in there, for I swear sometimes I have it in there for a few minutes, it's mm-hmm. already starting to like I admit, get soggy and gross yes. and I hate it. They don't last long. I admit that. So honestly, at this point, I'd rather just get a metal straw and keep it somewhere accessible. Because I, I, I just I don't well, you could. like paper straws. <laughs> I don't like them. They're annoying to use. So honestly, half the time, I just take the lid and the straw off. And I just honestly want to start telling them, like, I don't want a lid. I don't want a straw. I will suffer the consequences. Wow. Because I hate paper straws that much. Is it the texture, like, on your mouth? Or no, it's literally just that they... It's that they get soggy. They degrade so fast. They do. Yeah, I, I agree. They do degrade. Like some uh, companies have better ones than others and stuff. And like they all have slightly different textures and stuff on the mouth. Like the – I I agree. They do – if you leave it very long in your cup, like more than like a half hour, I'd say. Sometimes it honestly feels like less than five minutes to me. I feel like it's not that quick. Like they have a slight wax coating. Maybe there's just certain brands that are worse than others. Or maybe certain beverages – are worse than yeah. others for it. I don't know. Like I maybe I'm just always getting the defective straws. I drink so fast that it's almost never a problem for me. <laughs> like I drink yeah. my beverages. Like I rarely have something if I'm getting a drink that lasts more than like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Like that. That's yeah. Almost always I'm this drinking just, it before then. This is just usually a problem when I'm like just having a drink somewhere and I'm busy doing a project or I'm at work or something like that and I have mm-hmm. like. Yeah, a soda left from my lunch or whatever. Oh, yeah, mm, yeah. I just I don't like it. I mean, I can see that. Like, I I wouldn't want to go start drinking from a paper straw if it's been like sitting in a drink for an hour. But having said this, in in your defense, uh something that paper that plastic straws did 
is if you accidentally like bend it oh, the wrong yeah. way, and it'll get like a, a, a like a crack or a kink or whatever. Yes, that's annoying. That is annoying. I've had many, so, many, many times where that's been a problem. Here's here's the thing then. Unless it's like a milkshake, do we really need straws? Straws just seem like a like a most it's of a, the time it's a convenience. Thing. It's a convenience it, thing. Honestly, it's good for driving. That's about it. Yeah. Because if you don't have a straw, you have to tip and block your vision temporarily every time you take yeah. a drink. Do you know what I'm going to do? For just for my car, mm-hmm. I should get you know those really really long crazy straws. Crazy straws. <laughs> I'm just going to get a crazy straw and like just just get a beer cap yes. and pour all of your drinks into your beer cap every time. Better idea. And who needs straws? <laughs> so, point of this intro, paper straws are not are good. awesome. Are not great. They save lives, John. Okay, but they, they mildly, save lives. but they also mildly inconvenience them. No, the turtles are thankful for being alive. Well, I am mildly inconvenienced. Okay, breaking news. John hates the turtles. John hates the environment. <laughs> he wants the whole world to be covered in plastic straws. Yes, exactly. No, I will. I will deal <laughs> with the paper straws if I have to. I'm just saying. It is 2023. We can find a better alternative than paper straws. Hashtag John hates turtles. No, I love turtles. My favorites are Donatello, <laughs> Michelangelo, Raphael, and oh, who else did I forget? Uh, do you say Michelangelo? Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael, Leonardo. Leonardo. I'm sorry, I forgot Leo. <laughs> what are we actually talking about today, John? <laughs> today, uh, today we're talking about. Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 1, Episodes 6 and 7. That's right. The duology of the droids. Downfall of the droid and duel of the droid. Yeah. Right? Um, I really loved this uh, arc. I thought it was really fun. Before we do that, do we want to let Tom Kane work his magic? Oh, yeah. Tom, uh, work it. <laughs> Please keep that. Let it rip, Tom. After suffering a series of disastrous defeats at the hands of General Grievous, the Republic's foothold in the Outer Rim is in jeopardy. Commissioned to protect the strategic world of Bothawai, Anakin Skywalker and his weary battle group are all that stands between the system and domination by the droid army. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you snorted. Uh, I did. That's... Wow, thanks, Tom. Thanks, Wonderful Tom. as always. <laughs> <laughs> we can get through this. We can do this. Uh, we can do this. We can do this. Can do this. Why don't you... Uh... <laughs> Why don't you read that description there, John? All right. R2-D2 is lost during a fierce space battle, and Anakin, along with Ahsoka and a replacement droid, R3-S6, must find him before the Separatists discover the Jedi military secrets locked in his memory banks. Whoa. He's got them memory banks. Got them memories in the bank. So essentially what's happening in this episode uh, I guess Grievous is just launching these ambushes against Republic fleets. He keeps figuring out where they are. And I remember uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan are, like, expressing how frustrated they are with how Grievous just keeps finding them. And he doesn't understand it. Like, how does Grievous just keep finding their fleets? 
and stuff, and he's just showing up and trying his best to take them out. Um, so that's what's happening here. And Anakin uh, is wanting to basically go send out a squadron to take him out. Yeah. And I, I, I believe Obi-Wan and, like, the rest of the fleet and stuff is like, no, we should regroup and stuff. We should get out of here. And Anakin's like, no, let's take him out. Um, of course, because I Anakin. had some issues with that. Yeah. Because in, like, only a few episodes ago, mm-hmm. we have this episode where Anakin learns a lesson to not needlessly put his men's lives in danger. Just yep. to support his own ego. What does he do right away in this episode? He puts his men in danger for mm-hmm. his own ego. Basically. He's headstrong. Like, it, it's amazing he's that... He's so stubborn. He still holds the rank of general, honestly. Like, well, see, well, so he's many effective. Episodes, he's well, effective. He's just but a lot he of casualties. Never, he never obeys orders. Like, oh, so many episodes yeah. we've seen so far. Anakin, you disobeyed orders again. Oh, Anakin, what are we going to do with you? I know. Mark, it's like, Mark, well, Mark. you succeeded with the mission, I guess, so we're just going to let it fly kind of thing most of the time. Um, it is kind of a funny thing. It's like he... This is very classic Anakin, though, because I'm just thinking back to Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. where he's in that uh, that fighter jet. Oh, yeah. The and just, Nubian. oh, what does this button do? And just, yes. like, <laughs> just does some cool stuff. Like, yeah. oh, Anakin. Part of me wonders, though, if, um, because isn't it Palpatine that gets Anakin to the position that he has? And stuff because Palpatine's trying to push for Anakin to have a higher rank mm. and stuff. So maybe he's holding, maybe he's like, no, let's leave. Yeah, him. maybe he's the one that keeps pushing buttons behind the scenes because Anakin and Palpatine are buddies and stuff. And Palpatine kind of like commands the Senate and stuff. And I think at this point he has the, um, like, he's assigned as, emer- he has emergency powers basically. Yeah. So he gets to kind of say what happens in the war essentially. Um, so that must be part of why he just I will keeps... also, to let's give Anakin some props. Like, he is yeah. a very good Jedi soldier. Yeah, he's effective. He's just rebellious. Well, no, sorry, not Jedi soldier, but he's a very, very he's capable good. Jedi. Yeah, he's he's got skills and stuff. He gets the missions done in one way or another. It's just usually reckless. Yeah. Yeah. He's Like, he's really good. He just cannot follow orders. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, <laughs> Obi-Wan is used to this. And stuff, but it is amazing how much patience Obi Wan has. Yeah, I wonder. Him. But I wonder if this is like, oh, you remind me of Qui Gon too. Because what did yeah. isn't Qui Gon like? I'll skirt the rules if I have to, kind of. But I don't know if he's as reckless. No, definitely not as, as reckless. Yeah, I, I think I think Obi or Kenobi or wow, Qui Gon Obi Kenobi Obi Qui Gon Kenobi, Qui Gon Qui Gon. Just has like a, a firmer sense of his own justice yep. and stuff that he he goes by what he thinks is right, but he's not necessarily like constantly disobeying mm-hmm. the laws or whatever. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, back to this episode. Um, yeah. So Grievous is ambushing the Republic, and Anakin sends out a Gold Squadron uh, to try to take him out. Essentially, is what's going on, and Anakin kind of bites off more than he can chew. And I get, he makes a comment about how R2, like, did some adjustments on the ship to, like, give it, like, a speed boost or whatever. And it seems like that backfired on him because he's trying to chase down Grievous. Because, of course, Grievous gets out in an escape pod. Well, you like, kind of skipped over something. Though. Oh, did I skip over a part? Well, so they have this plan, like, to kind of draw Grievous in. And they have another 
another few ships that are hidden among among these meteors oh, right, 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 that right. come in back of them and attack yes. them from from the back. Right. That was actually a cool strategy. That was a good strategy, but still, I still am like, okay, this you could have not done this at yeah. the same time. I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, because uh, I remember even uh, Grievous makes this comment, and it's kind of funny because it's almost like a high ground comment a little bit because Grievous talks about how uh, we can't let the Republic uh, be above us because they'll have the advantage and stuff. It's like, we can't let them have the high ground. Classic it's over Star Wars line. Yes, exactly. Um, so Grievous wants to basically go over and or he wants to go through the asteroid field and he's thinking in his head, oh, we don't need uh, rear shields or we don't need, you know, to basically support our rear because how are they going to attack us through the asteroid field is what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, uh, they plot all these AT-ATs or, or ATTEs, AT-T-E's. AT, yeah, ATTEs and stuff all over the asteroids, which are basically land tanks and stuff for the Republic, which are really cool and yeah. stuff. I thought it was a fun strategy to They're just cool. kind of have like those just like dozens of them all over the asteroids uh, shooting at these guys from behind. And yes, that is what makes General Grievous basically abandon ship, which he's really good at just abandoning ship and taking off yep at this point it's like a classic grievous rule how is he still in command after losing so many ships well i would figure (laughs) with the way the previous episode ended with like dooku giving him the like yeah you you've like and he just hung up on him and stuff too yeah like he's just like you failed me for the last time like that kind of a look yeah how is he like oh hey i know it was probably it's just the accident accidents happen here have another ship yeah have a, have a bunch more ships. Have a fleet. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. There's a little funny comment, too. It's like um, when the, the ships are getting destroyed and stuff, General Grievous' the ships, they're getting destroyed. And uh, General just – he has this thing where it's just like he gets quiet and then he just walks away. He doesn't say much and stuff. So he walks out of the cockpit of – or cockpit. What do you call that? The command room of one of the ships. And one of the droids is just like, well, I guess I'm in charge now. And yeah, I, I just I thought that was kind that of funny. Was funny. <laughs> in charge of dying. Yeah. Oh, Anakin says, um, like slightly after this, uh, Anakin says, I've got a bad feeling about this. That classic Star Wars line that's in so many Star Wars movies and content and stuff. Uh, always love when that line comes out. Um, oh, yeah. He says this as he's trying to chase down grievous that's yeah. that's when this that is another happens. moment that i'm like he's so pig-headed like he's so stubborn mm-hmm. you've already you've destroyed the ship you got him on the run yeah you had a victory for the day why mm-hmm. not just call a win a win well i understand why he's like we got to catch him because he's constantly escaping and stuff True. so i get that like you no, do have I get to go that. over him but that's he, understandable he goes too hard too fast and something malfunctions with his ship he gets hit by a shrapnel or something doesn't he I actually had trouble understanding exactly what caused. I know he gets hit by something. Yeah, I thought something blew up in his ship because he like was going too fast or something like that. I I couldn't really tell when I was watching it. I should have looked that up on the Wikipedia. But um, basically, something happens with the ship, whether he gets hit or something goes wrong, and he goes flying towards the asteroids. And it kind of does one of those classic like it cuts in the show, and you don't really see exactly what happens. Uh, and then uh, Anakin wakes up yeah. in kind of the medical room. Yeah. Uh, Wikipedia says Anakin and R2-D2 pursue Grievous until a piece of shrapnel oh, embedded okay. in the fighter causes it to careen, of course. 
Oh, right. Because there was... Okay. I, I remember there being a piece of shrapnel in the ship, mm-hmm. but I don't remember if that is what caused it to explode. Because it was kind of in there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I must have just, like, eventually exploded something. Yeah. But, but yeah, he goes uh, flying off, and they say R2 dies. Like, R2 is missing. They think he died in an yep. explosion or whatever, and he's gone. And Obi-Wan is so dismissive. I was... Super like, surprised, given the history with R2 and Obi-Wan as well. Like, yeah. I mean, he's like, that's is, just a droid, whatever. Yeah. He's like, they're a dime a dozen is what is the exact yeah. phrase he uses, which is really weird because they don't have dimes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're right. <laughs> that is a colloquial, colloquial, colloquial? Colloquial. Phrase and stuff from Earth. Yeah. That this is a galaxy far, far away. I just thought those were kind of funny. <laughs> you know what? I'm docking points for character development. Yeah dialogue <laughs> and plot for that yeah everything fails because obi-wan says dime a dozen obi-wan wrecked this episode um but it is funny he's like they're a dime a dozen it's just an r2 unit kind of a thing and it's just like oh man that hurts my heart because no, it's r2 it's r2 you can't you do not talk bad yeah. about my boy r2 i love though how it's like anakin has never wiped r2's memory i guess it's just like a regular maintenance routine thing that you wipe the memory of the droid i had thoughts on this as well yeah wouldn't it okay if you're like we have this giant republic army Mm -hmm. wouldn't you maybe like automate that oh you think you could oh at the end of the at the end of it end of the day maybe you could and he just didn't I don't know. I think Anakin purposes like, no, I want you to have all this information. Because yeah. it is kind of like this sweet thing, and it kind of shows Anakin's soft side yeah. with being like he has all this sentimental attachment to things and stuff. Like he, he's married, obviously, so he has like um, this romantic side to him and things like that. He, he's attached. He, he's too attached yeah. to things. He e- easily attaches uh, personal feelings to things. Who does R2 – actually belong to just the republic padme padme i think i think well he first showed up and we've talked about this before but r2 first shows up on one of the new uh nubian cruisers that uh padme owns yeah so but was he was he qui-gon's or was he padme's it wasn't qui-gon's i'm almost certain it wasn't qui-gon's i thought it was just a republic droid well I don't know. I, I think he's just one of the astromechs that is on their ship. There's tons. It, astromech's a really common droid. Like, there's tons of R2 units out there and stuff. And, and he was only just one of the many R2 units that were on the ship. He was just the one that survived and saved he's just the, best the ship one. in Phantom Menace. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's technically Padme's yeah. That's droid, what I thought, but, too. But yeah. this made me kind of second-guess that. So yeah, Anakin has such a sweet side to him. He just didn't wipe the memory and yeah. stuff. He keeps him like that. He's like, no, I don't want him to forget all of our adventures and times together and stuff. He has this little thing and he like, it, it's so funny how everyone can just understand his little beeps and bloops and stuff. Beep, 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 and it, it's awesome. Yeah. It, it's crazy how much personality R2 has when that's, he has no face. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. How could Obi-Wan just be like, he's a dime a dozen when you like... Yeah. Oh, honestly, Obi Wan's the best actor mm-hmm. of them all. He has such great yeah. expressions. I wrote I wrote this down as like the best quote of the the episode just because of feelings. You can't replace R two. Anakin says that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the title of the episode yeah. now. <laughs> oh, when um so basically uh what happens next 
is Anakin and Ahsoka uh, basically go out to try to find R2 because uh, Anakin reveals that because he hasn't wiped the memory, he has every single plan, every mission. Strategies. And strategies and stuff that they've ever been on. He knows everything. And so they're like, well, you can't let that fall into the separatist hands. Messages between like... Oh, yeah. Ships and all this Anything stuff. he's ever witnessed yep. is probably recorded in his memory banks mm-hmm. somewhere. So he's a huge liability. Yeah. Which he's got to have some, like, upgraded memory banks to hold this much data or something over yeah. all these years. But, um, but yeah, he's a big liability, like you said. Uh, and they have to go find him. And, and Obi-Wan is basically saying, just destroy him. Like, go find him and destroy him and stuff. This is not a rescue mission. This is a, like sabotage mission kind of thing again kind of heartless um but again understandably it is just a droid and this is a massive liability you got to stop it like at any cost kind of a deal um but that's essentially what's happening and they find a junker um oh i wrote down the name of this guy i know his first name is ga ga natched natched i don't know how to pronounce that but <laughs> that sounds your parents <laughs> must hate you if they give you the name ganached <laughs> the, but do you know who voices this guy it's ron perlman you know who that is that name is so familiar he, he plays hellboy whoa yeah i can totally hear that now yeah he he does hellboy uh so pretty big actor actually uh doing this this guy's uh voice um just this little side character but he's basically like uh, a junker smuggler kind of a, a shady character dude yeah. and stuff um, which you find out is working for uh, Grievous to capture R2, which I do not know how Grievous knew that R2 had all this value and significance and stuff. It doesn't really make a ton of sense to me why. But he didn't, though, because doesn't, doesn't God knock say, like, oh, like, tell him, like, oh, this he has so much, like, in his memories. And then he and then God hangles over the price a bit. Well, that was afterwards. That was afterwards because init- he he was already talking with Grievous. Yeah, but about that's what I before. mean. Like Grievous didn't know all the information they had, so I don't know why he wanted R two so bad. Oh yeah, I'm making the same point. Like I don't understand yeah. why why did he oh, want? Oh, maybe it? I misunderstood what you said then. No, I'm making the same point. Yeah, like, okay. It doesn't make any sense why he even went to the effort of trying to get R two. Why did he send this guy to collect R two in the oh, first place? I thought it was just that he thought he would get information like just a little bit. He didn't think it Perhaps. would be this much. Yeah, maybe he didn't realize how valuable it could be. Yeah. He just thought, yeah, let's try, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I just thought that kind of element was a little bit of a plot hole there, but yeah. um, n- not a massive deal. But yeah, the Junker Anakin uh, and Ahsoka go on to this dude's ship, and they're looking around to just see if there is an R2 unit on the ship. Mm-hmm. And it's a really cool scene. When they're attacking the assassin droids. So, uh, oh yeah, we didn't even mention Anakin gets R3. So R3, uh, R3-S6 is the name of a new astromech droid. Yeah. And they nickname him Goldie. Yeah, Goldie, uh, or Ahsoka calls him Goldie and Anakin calls him Stubby. Yep, that's right. <laughs> and uh, he is basically been useless and stuff. Like he keeps making mistakes or he's really slow to follow commands and stuff like that the whole time. And he ends up activating these assassin droids that are on the ship and things. And you're, I mean, you as the viewer are starting to get a little suspicious 
I had some I had some big suspicions. Did like, you? Honestly, right away when I saw him, I'm like, um, nope, can't replace R2. Don't trust this droid. He's bad. But did you think he's legitimately was going to be a bad guy? I th- I thought he was going to be a traitor. Really? Honestly, I wasn't thinking it was that obvious. I just was like, no, you can't replace R2, so he will not be here long. Hmm. He's got to be a traitor. Huh. Interesting. I wasn't sure if you'd pick that up or not. Um, that's cool. Because, uh, I mean, once he activates the assassin yeah. droids, you we definitely... Also, spoiler. Yeah. He's a traitor. Yeah, he's a traitor. <laughs> he's working for, for Grievous. <laughs> well, it was like, I was like, mm, something doesn't seem right. And then he just was screwing everything up. Like, yeah. he activates these droids and all these, so many little dumb things yes. he does. I'm like, no, yeah. there's no way he's just that idiotic. And yeah. the public's like, well, he's an idiot, but let's get him anyway. Yeah, and he's like, takes how does forever. He, how does he get... I don't even even understand how R three gets like. Yeah, how did they get him yeah. to them? Like there, yeah, that part was also a little bit of like I have no idea how he got there. That's one of those. It was written. In yeah, the it, yeah, yeah. Um, but I I really did not care for R three right off the bat. No, didn't like Goldie or Stubby. <laughs> uh, the fight scene though was really cool with the assassin droids. And stuff. Yeah, I that thought was that a was awesome. Scene. That was a really cool scene. Um, also, like right off the bat, w- like right at the beginning of this episode, I don't know if you picked up on this. The animation got so much better. Like the the quality, the that. visuals, like the visual quality, like the polish on the animation in this, it just like ranked up. Yeah. I don't know if all of a sudden when they're making this, like they got more budget all of a sudden, but you can tell, or at least I can tell. That you know what? Actually, I noticed the fight scenes. Got bumped up. I noticed it in the fight scenes a lot. Yeah, the choreography yeah. in the fight was a lot. Was yeah. really well done. Um, while we're on the subject of this, mm-hmm. the soundtrack. So this must have been a different director or something like that, because the soundtrack in these two episodes. Yes, it sounded so like nineties, nineties, early two thousands action movie. Like yes, dinch, dinch, yes. Dinch, I wrote that dinch, down dinch, too. I was like, this feels like the music feels like it's straight of a two thousand spy movie. Like I feel like, like I'm supposed <laughs> to be watching Fast and Furious. <laughs> I don't know about Fast and Furious, but definitely action movie spy movie yeah, no, kind of sure. vibes and stuff. The which I thought it was very fitting. It was also just a little bit dated, but I, I thought it, just it was match, fitting. It just didn't match with other Star Wars content, and no. it kind of it. it for that reason alone, it just took me out a bit. Yeah. I, it definitely, like, I became aware of it pretty fast, but I, I also kind of liked it a little bit. Like, I thought it yeah. kind of fit the vibe of the theme of the episode pretty well and stuff because there is all this, like, spying stuff going on and, like, who's the traitor kind of a deal mm-hmm. or where is this coming from stuff. I, I thought the music was very fitting, but I, I also thought it was a little bit dated feeling yeah. watching it I now. Just I just didn't think it matched with the rest of the Star Wars canon. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that too. Um, it's funny because I usually don't like when there's really like more and traditional I music. Do. Yeah, it's funny. We both have reverse opinions yeah. to the typical. That's funny. Um, <laughs> uh, I just got to make a comment on this one note. Ahsoka splits one of the assassin droids right in half and saves Anakin's life. Like Anakin could have potentially died right there. Yeah. Because yeah. the assassin droid literally had a gun right to the back of Anakin's head, was literally about to shoot him and kill him, like point blank to the head. Ahsoka splits the guy in half right at the nick of time. It was a really cool yeah. little moment. It's like, ah, oh, Ahsoka just saved Anakin. And there's this next bit is where I had another a bit of annoyance. 
So you you're in this guy's ship, God Knox ship, and then all of a sudden these assassin droids attack you, mm-hmm. and he's right outside the door. You open it, and you just walk away. Like you don't like. Hmm. This was a little odd that we're getting attacked on this ship. What's going on? Like you're not gonna. Like, go, why did they leave? You're not gonna go investigate further. You're just gonna leave the ship. Well, I think they just figured they oh they got activated. These things are like dangerous and stuff. Yeah. Like I think they like well I think Anakin felt like something was up. Yeah, but Ahsoka, but... this was maybe that's what bothers me is the way like it's just so out of character for Obi Wan to be so dismissive. Mm-hmm. And it's out of character for Ahsoka to also be so dismissive, dismissive of R two. Yeah, because she's also like kind of got a. Oh yeah, a soft she's spot. also got an attachment to R two. I mean, yeah. that's just starting with Ahsoka at this point. But I mean, but, it just doesn't yeah. like. Honestly, I I like these episodes, mm-hmm. but I also am like they don't really match. Yeah, I can I can understand where yeah. you're coming from with that. Um, I really liked these episodes a lot. Um, so I didn't have as much problems with the things that you're noticing, but I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. Personal opinion. So I feel like our ratings are going to be quite different. Probably. I rated pretty high for this one. Um, I, I just thought it was a, another fun comment about this episode. Um, R2, of course, takes out one of the assassin droids all on his own. Shoots him through the airlock. Don't underestimate R2. <laughs> I love it. R2 can hold his own. He can, man. Well... Also, R2 is just stubborn as well. Oh, yeah. Like, that's why I think Anakin and R2 work well together. Yeah, perfect Because I remember pair. even in um, one of the movies, C-3PO is in front of him, and they're, like, at this doorway, and there's no, like, it's just a doorway and then a drop. Mm-hmm. And R2 just straight up pushes C-3PO out of this doorway just because he wants to get out of the door. Yeah. <laughs> like, R2 is yeah. a bit of a savage. He's super he stubborn. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, at the end of this episode, um, General Grievous sends uh, basically an armada of ships after Anakin and stuff to basically take him out. Um, I love how it, it feels like Grievous is starting to learn his lesson a little bit in this not moment. Because Anakin? Yeah, for not no. underestimating. Because one of the droids is like, uh, it's just one ship. Like, do we have to? Do we need to send all of them? And Grievous is like, everything. Send everything we got after this guy. Yeah. Like, we can't let him escape. He suffered enough losses yeah. from Anakin <laughs> to know. He's like, I didn't want to risk it. Um, and then, of course, at the end, he gets away. And uh, one of the droids is like, uh, they got away, sir. And Grievous punches his head off. Yep. So I love it. <laughs> don't don't ever be the one to give Grievous bad news. I know. <laughs> don't ever. Don't be that guy. Huh. You will die. It's so funny. Okay. Ratings? Yeah. I didn't really have a lot to say on this episode, honestly. Animation. I bumped it way up. I I honestly thought this was really well animated. The visual style just really amped up on this one. Uh, I'm wondering if it's going to continue to be this kind of degree for a little while. I hope. Um, But they really bumped it up for this one. 7.8 for me. Really good. Mm, I did 7.5. Yeah. But now, like, I'm going to leave my rating as it is. But mm-hmm. now that you mention it, I did notice a, an improvement. Yeah, I noticed now right away. It, it was much more polished yeah. looking. Um, the acting was pretty good in this one, I thought, too. Yeah. Again, 7.5 for me. I get a 7.4. Yep, nice. Um, character development. Uh, I thought it was really good. 
Um, I didn't see much character development. You you get the development of R2's relationship with people. I know it's a droid. True. But you really yeah. get to, to tell, um, like, it really drives home more than you've really ever seen how True. much I've attachment always, Anakin has just for R2. Esta- in my head, that was just already established, so I didn't think it was anything new. I mean, you've always known that Anakin, yeah. like, at this point. So this more just solidifies it. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. It just solidifies something. Mm-hmm. Like, you really yeah. see, like, how Anakin feels about R2, like, to go through all this and stuff and to really, it, like, he just has this huge attachment yeah. to him, which has not really been dived into that much, like, to this deep of a level. Um, I thought that yeah. was very well developed. I thought there was good, some good character development for a droid yeah. in this one. But What was your rating? 7.5. Okay. So, let me explain myself, too. I gave it a 6.7, which I would I was almost considering bumping it up for the reason that you just mentioned. However, there's some things I just can't forgive. Hmm. Like it is so out of character for Obi-Wan to have the reaction that he does. Yeah. So I feel like that balances out, so I'm going to keep my original score, and also I don't want to do math. So <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. But I gave it a 6.7. Hmm. So I just personally wasn't feeling it in this one. Okay. Uh, dialogue, seven point two for me. I, I yeah. also thought the dialogue was was very good. I gave it a six point nine. Hmm. It's funny how we're like having the opposite. I didn't. I don't know. One. I just didn't care for these episodes. I don't know. If it, I like, think they were just so out of out of the ordinary from what the other episodes hmm. were. I really enjoyed these ones a lot. Like I don't know if it's because like I just watched these today. Uh, I don't know if it's because I was having a pretty good day today. <laughs> I was in a better mood. When I watched these, but um, I, I rated them very high. I, I, I very thoroughly enjoyed these episodes. Yeah. I thought everything was done quite well. The next episode, I did enjoy more than this one. Hmm. Uh, sound design, I gave it a 7.1. I thought it was just a step above average again for me. Yeah. Um, just good. because of the soundtrack music that they chose, I get, mm-hmm. I went low because <laughs> I really didn't care for it. And it's so funny because it that's 6. why 2. I gave it a 7.1. Interesting. So we just switched. That's so interesting. It is weird how we did that. Because I do like that. It just didn't... To me, I like that style. It mm-hmm. just didn't match Star Wars to me. So I, I gave it a 6.2. See, I disagree a little bit because I, I felt like it... I, I have seen like this style of music in Star Wars before. Um, but I, I agree it's not like the standard. Like I it's just not didn't the like, standard. The, like the disco, the, the boom, 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 boom thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it, it was very like early 2000s, like action soundtrack, like spy movie like soundtrack. Like a James Bond movie. Yeah, Pierce kind Brosnan. of a thing going on here. But I just thought it was very fitting for the plot. Yeah. I, I thought it. I thought the sound design matched the plot very well. The score mm-hmm. matched the plot. Uh, so that's why it, it came up for me because I thought it just enhanced the story a little bit. Having that music, even though it maybe was a little bit unorthodox, I, I thought it did enhance the story a little yeah. bit for me. That's fair. That's fair. Um, plot. You're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> uh again really enjoy this one 7.7 for me yeah 6.8 wow we are quite different this is so weird that we're yeah. both like on this the opposite before, spectrum it? no well maybe with I, there's one definitely of the been some stuff that you've yeah. liked less than me yeah for but sure. um for us to be i'm curious what's your total like oh have we gone through all of them i think yeah that's it right? yep my average is a 7.5 oh mine is a seven hmm okay so I believe it's not terribly far off then, but no, but I mean we've always so, mentioned this so many times, but like I genuinely I think we're at a seven point three of a total score then. 
Yeah, because it would be 7.25, which would round it up to 7.3 for the Millennial Falcon. Official rating for Downfall of a Droid. Season 1, Episode 6. In a theater near you soon. All right. Let's get on to the next episode in this duology. Yeah. Still don't know if that's the right word. Well, just say it with confidence. It's Duel of the Droid is the next episode. And Mr. Kane, take us away. Missing in action. Anakin Skywalker's heroic droid navigator R2-D2 was lost in battle. When a desperate search fails to locate R2, Anakin is forced to take on a new navigator, R3-S6. Now the Jedi embark on a dangerous new mission to find a secret enemy listening post. Meanwhile, R2-D2 has fallen into the hands of a vile droid smuggler and is on his way to General Grievous, who will surely plunder the Republic secrets hidden within him. Thank you, Tom Kane. Thanks, friend, man. Ladies and gentlemen, friend of the show, Tom Kane. Wow, that joke needs to die. No, I want to say that every time. No, please don't. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go with the description. Official description from Wikipedia. Anakin, Ahsoka, and a replacement droid R3-S6 embark on a duel rescue-slash-sabotage mission when they discover R2-D2 is being held at General Grievous's secret enemy listing post. listening post. Poor R2 keeps getting zapped in this episode. <laughs> Not a fan of R2 it, torture. It's so funny how, like, I know R2 is one of the characters that's in, like... Everything. Everything. Like, he's in almost every piece of Star Wars content that's out there. He's not in Rogue One or Solo, right? Uh, I feel like he does. I feel like he makes a cameo in one of those. Now I can't remember. I he imagine. does make a cameo in Rogue One. But anyway, that's besides the point. It, it's so funny, though, how we have such a love for R2. <laughs> like, yeah. Everybody, like Star Wars fans, love R2-D2. He doesn't have a face. He just beeps and boops. I guess he's got that big old black like camera eyeball thing but he, on him. He, but... he does have like he he's animated. Like he does have like oh, yeah. he's got kind of tons of character and personality. Like how he just kind of like jumps around a little bit sometimes yeah. when he's frustrated. Like his little beeps and boops are have a lot of personality in them too and stuff. So it, it's just so funny because like in this in these two episodes, especially in this one, R2 gets like beat up so much and Gets like ripped I feel apart. So, I feel so sad. sad for him every you time. You feel so sad. You feel so sad. You're like, no, R2. <laughs> it's my baby. It's so sad. <laughs> um, so what what kind of is the general, like, summary? I know we just gave the general description, but it really doesn't get into exactly what happens in this one. R2 gets captured. They start to tear him apart and take his memories. Right. Yeah. So R- R2. Uh, I think R2 basically ends up uh, managing to transmit his location um, yes. of Grievous's listening post. So well, he, there's like he R2 is also kind of mischievous because he he does like wander. He does kind of try to escape a few times mm-hmm. and like try yes. to send out a transmission or get yeah. help, which is how they find him on this listening post. He does manage yeah. to like send out a transmission. Yeah, like um, what was the guy's name again? The weirdo dude. Ganacht. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he takes the droid to the listening post, which this place 
it looks like a mini Death Star. Like I, I thought. Like I thought uh, it looks like a mini Death Star. It's the Separatist Battle Sphere is what the name of this thing is. <laughs> it's but, the it's the the pre Battle Star Battle Star. Yeah, or Death it's, Star. It's a mini bet mini Death Star. Did I just call it the Battle Star? I think you did. Galactica. <laughs> Uh, separatist battle sphere, but this is the listening post. Basically, this is where uh, Grievous. This is how Grievous has been listening in on all their transmissions to figure out where they are all the time. This is how he keeps figuring out how to ambush the Republic so many times and stuff because of this location. Um, but this is where they bring R two, shows Grievous, and they end up ripping him apart and stuff. And they find out that wow, he has all this information and. Uh, that's yep. essentially what happens. Um, I also beginning. really like, like again, I mentioned this from earlier from the previous uh, Clone Wars episode. Um, Ga again realizes, like, hey, this is this droid is worth a lot more money than I thought. So he tries to haggle price, and this time it gets him made dead. Who gets dead? Ga, because he haggles with oh, price again yeah. with Grievous. Yes, and I actually wasn't expecting that. I, I don't oh, know. Honestly, I thought the last episode really foreshadowed that that was how he was going to die. Like, it makes perfect sense because Grievous is so evil yeah. and stuff. But well, even the first time he does it in the se- in the previous episode, mm-hmm. like, the the look he gives him, you're like, no, don't haggle for a price. And he yeah. does it again. So I'm like, honestly, yeah. Yeah. Pardon, my, pardon the phrasing, but you got some gonads, my dude. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. I mean, to go against Grievous and ask for more and more money. Yeah, it is pretty bold. And I don't think that separatists are very fond of, like, paying above and beyond. <laughs> no, they look, at their, look at the droids they use. They're cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I yeah. said that quite loud into the mic. I'm sorry. Um, there's this scene, like, basically, so after Anakin and Ahsoka essentially figure out that um, R2 did send out a stress beacon kind of a thing to them, like a location thing, um, they have this really cool scene. Where they essentially have Ahsoka, Anakin, and like four or five different droid or droids, clones and stuff go on this one ship. They mask their location by jamming the frequencies or whatever, and they do this like space jump thing. Like they uh, they fly right above the battle sphere, like super high into space. Uh, well, not into space, but the atmosphere. Um, but they do like a space jump, like where you know, like in real life, oh, yeah, that was where people cool. do space jumps that was and really stuff. Cool. It was so cool because it's like Ahsoka doesn't have a parachute and it looks like Anakin has a parachute, but it's just like a backpack. Um, I thought they both didn't have parachutes. Anakin is wearing like a backpack, but and I thought, is that supposed to be a parachute? But it just... But it didn't look like what the other ones were wearing. No, because everyone else has jetpacks. Yeah. Yeah. The, all the clones had basically rocket boosters and stuff. Okay. Anakin, but, Anakin is aggressive, but I don't feel like he would be the type of like, I'm going to get a parachute, but my Padawan, no parachute for her. No, I, I don't think he had a parachute. It just, yeah. he was wearing a backpack, but it's just so fun because Ahsoka is the first one out. She jumps and stuff off this thing, this huge dive all the way down and use the force to land. Like anytime they're doing stuff where it's like any other normal person would die. But because they're using the forest, they survive kind of moments. They're yep. just – they're super cool. Force jump. Yep. Um, there's a funny <laughs> moment with uh, the droids here again. Um, basically, right before they all infiltrate the battle sphere, uh, there's one of the droids – like, there's two droids. They're standing in one of the hallway, kind of like what keeping guard. And the one says something along the lines of, all this moisture is frying my servo- servos. 
And the other droid's like, go up to level eight and get your head adjusted. Feels great. The <laughs> Yes, I remember that <laughs> Feels part. Feels great. And then uh, the droid gets his head ripped right off. Yep. <laughs> By one of the clones. I just thought it was really funny. I love the comedic timing in some of these episodes yes. with the droids. It doesn't do justice me explaining <laughs> these jokes with the droids. But watching it is so funny. Watching it is very funny. Yeah. Um, if you watched along with us and you saw it, I think you know what I'm talking about, but it was pretty funny in the moment. If not, trust us, it was funny. Oh, yeah. You, they reveal that R3-S6 was a spy in this one. Um, so you do figure out that she or he, whatever uh, gender the droid is, uh, is working for Grievous. Um, there's a moment where uh, Rex, Ahsoka, and a few of the clones are basically trying to get this one door open that has ray shields on, and there's a bunch of droids coming at them. Uh, Anakin went off by himself to try to find R2. As as always. Yeah, and Ahsoka and the clones are basically trying to blow up the place. That's essentially what they're doing, but they have to plant the bombs in Mm -hmm. certain locations to effectively blow it up. And R3 is not (laughs) doing its job. Surprise! He's a spy, so he's not opening up the door fast enough. And... uh, it's so funny. I don't know if you caught this, but there's a moment when the droids actually come close enough and they start firing at them. All the clones take cover. Rex, who has been complaining about R3 the whole time, about like not really liking the droid because it's stupid, he hides behind the droid for cover fire. Did you notice that? <laughs> I didn't notice that, but that's so funny. <laughs> it was so funny. I noticed it's like everyone else ducks behind some of the walls, but Rex ducks behind R3. <laughs> like he's, he's actually hoping they're just going to shoot yes. at the droid. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And of course, Ahsoka uh, saves Rex's life, life at one moment too, which I thought was cool and stuff. Um, yeah. I... I really liked the um, the battle scene with Ahsoka and Grievous, which I was like quite surprised because she seemed to like she seemed to hold yes, her own quite happened, well. Yeah, she yeah. seemed to hold her own quite well. Yeah, for real. Yeah, she did. Like uh, Grievous, like knocks her out, mm-hmm. like initially, which is one of those moments where it's like, uh, sorry, bump the table there. Um, Ahsoka is a little bit headstrong, like jumping into the battle at first. And stuff, and that's when Grievous basically kicks her and knocks her out a little bit, mm-hmm. and then she comes to conscious back to consciousness just in time to save Rex's life and stuff because Grievous is going to knock uh, Rex down. Um, but yeah, she did yeah. A, a pretty good job fighting no, against I like Grievous. That. This episode did have some cool um, f- fight, like battle sequences. It, did. it really did. Maybe not battle, but like fight sequences. They yeah. were really good. Yeah, like I said in the last episode, like uh, well, the last literal episode uh the animation quality like the choreography and everything they they really stepped it up yeah with these two episodes well since we're talking about fight scenes Mm -hmm. r2 and r3's um fight sequence was both really funny yes and really cool actually (laughs) it it was it was pretty cool (laughs) it was like i i didn't know how much i needed an r2d2 fight (laughs) sequence in my life yes but I'm really happy that I got it. Yeah, R2 versus R3. It's like who can be electrocuted yep. the most and take it kind of a battle. And they're just like either like they're just electrocuting each other or they're just like bumper cars like yes. pushing into each other. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, there's this kind of sombering moment here where – well, sombering might not be the right word. But there's a moment where some of the 
the clones get killed in in one of the fights with Grievous and stuff. And it's basically just Rex and one other clone that are left. Mm-hmm. Um, Ahsoka basically says, I will go distract Grievous. You guys go plant the bombs. It must be very difficult to go and blow up a, a facility that you know your brothers are like bodies are still in. Like you're going to be destroying this facility. You don't have time to like recover the bodies and stuff. You're just taking it. I mean, I guess they're used to this at this point, especially Rex. Oh, you mean the the dead? Yeah, the dead okay. bodies. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. Okay, like it's just you. like you're blowing up this place. There's clones yeah. that like yeah they're dead, but I guess in war it's like what's priority is the living and the mission. Yes, of course. So. Um, like and that makes sense. It's just like it would have been tough. Is all. But I'm then saying. it's also like, are you? Like I feel like it's you're honoring their their, their sacrifice, sacrifice yeah. by getting the mission. No, done. No, definitely. So. I mean, I don't think they should have like not completed the mission. I'm just saying like it would have been it, yeah it definitely very you're weighty all right. absolutely to do that. I feel like yeah um, yeah. And again, there's a moment where they get surrounded by droids and there's lasers flying everywhere. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> I gets hit. <laughs> I noticed that. It's always so funny when those moments. It happen. is funny. It's a classic trope at this point. It was looking back, like, again, I said this earlier, it's just, it was just so obvious to me the entire time mm-hmm. that R3 was going to be a traitor. Because yeah. not even Jar Jar uh-huh. is that terrible. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I Like, it just, it felt yeah. like, it, it, it was like, if it was like he messes up sometimes, mm-hmm. sure. But it was every single it time was. Was every Anakin time. gives him a command, yeah. he always messes it up. Yeah. Every single time. Yep. I watch, uh, I watch all these Clone Wars episodes with my wife. Like, she's been watching them all with me. So so Ange has seen all these, too. Does she like Star Wars? Yeah. Uh, well, well, she does now. Like, Does she like it because of you? She likes it because of me. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get her into it. But uh, she's she's been growing to really appreciate the Clone Wars. Like, she's been enjoying them. Um, but she made a comment, too, when, like, they exposed that R3 was, like, basically a Separatist spy, essentially. Um, Andrew's like, I knew it. I knew yeah. it. She's pointing at the TV. Hey, you so. can you can edit this out if you want to, but Ange should be a guest on our show sometime. That'd Maybe. be fun. Ange, if you're listening to this, let me know if you want. She probably doesn't want to. I, but I was joking with Andrew. I was totally like, game. hey, you should come and guest be a guest on our show, and we'll like do a special episode. She's like, no. She's never seen any Star Wars. No. <laughs> like, I mean, if we like review a different movie or we do oh, another type, yeah. kind That'd of episode, but she's like, no. 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 I'll just listen and support you. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I have no clue, honestly, if Angie would be up for that or not. I'll have to ask her. Let me know, honey. Does she listen to this? She does. Baby shark. Wow. Now you're going to get it real mad. Um, <laughs> I had to throw in a little inside joke. Uh, there's a classic uh, line here that's repeated again from Grievous. Um, another lightsaber added to my collection. Um he takes Ahsoka's lightsaber at the one moment and says that mm-hmm. line. That is a very highly memed line and stuff. Because that line is from uh, Attack of the Clones as well. Like he says that mm-hmm. in the actual movie and stuff. Because he keeps collecting Jedi's lightsabers. Hence why he has lightsabers. But there's been this oh, huge... Oh, is, is that why he doesn't have a red one? Uh, I guess so. Yeah. All of his lightsabers that he has, he takes from Jedi's yeah. that he's killed. Because they're always green and blue. Yeah. Yeah. There's this like really stupid <laughs> meme uh, trend that was going on for a while on the prequel memes 
uh, subreddit where people would just constantly add new lightsaber arms to Grievous and stuff. And it's literally one of the most upvoted things on the entire subreddit of all time. It's got like 250,000 upvotes or whatever, which is a lot for Reddit. And it's just a picture of Grievous with like literally like 50 different lightsaber arms <laughs> stuff. Fair. But it's this huge meme. So if you know, you know. Um, but having that line in like this K-Y-K. was funny. I don't really have anything oh, else to mention. There's this funny moment when, so Rex uh, and Ahsoka, or not Ahsoka, but Rex and the rest of the clones um, that are alive uh, catch up with Anakin at one point when they're in the hangar. And uh, R3 activates uh, all those droids and stuff to basically come and attack them. But <laughs> it's so funny because uh, the bombs are set. And uh, Anakin's like, okay, blow up the building. And Rex is like, but we're still I was inside. Just, that's what I was just going to say. And, and it's, like, it's, like, it's like, it's okay. I, I, I know the right timing. I forget the exact line that Anakin says. But you can see, even though Rex is wearing his helmet, you can just like tell that he just lets out this huge sigh of being like, well, I might die, but here we go, kind of a thing. Yeah. And he blows up the building while yeah. they're all still inside. It's just this funny moment of Rex yeah. being like, well, I'm I'm just going to trust Anakin like I always do, and hopefully I survive. Yeah. It's a very Anakin-style plan to be like, hey, we're still in this station. Yeah. Let's blow it up. Yes. <laughs> it's a very Anakin plan. Yeah. And Grievous escapes that, again, too. I will call that a planakin. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, that's a good planikin. Um So yeah, at the end of the episode, Grievous escapes again, as he does. No. Uh, yeah, he will always escape. That's that's the trope. Um, I do feel like like Anakin and Grievous mm-hmm. they work really well as like an arch enemy pair. Yeah, because they're both super stubborn, super headstrong, it's very true. aggressive. Yeah, like if it wasn't that they were on opposite sides, mm-hmm. they would be they would be very similar. Yeah, yeah, they 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 have similar energy, mm-hmm. very very chaotic. I mean, um, excuse me, Grievous is much more like oh, he's evil. Um, what's the word? Sp- not sporadic, but like loose cannon kind of a thing. Spontaneous. Yeah, he's just chaotic. Yeah, is no, the word I think Grievous I'm looking is for. Very chaotic. He's just chaotic. Like I mean, sending like send all the ships, all of them, like destroy him. He's just mm-hmm. like. I'm going to do everything. Reckless, I guess, is a, a reckless, good word for yeah, it. He's that's very a good reckless. Um, which Anakin is too. So, yeah, very much same energy. Last comment for me uh, about this episode. It makes you feel so good when Anakin saves R2. <laughs> oh, when he when he calls him his friend afterwards? Yeah. That's a good feel-good yeah. moment. Yeah. It's like, he's not just a droid. He's my friend. Isn't that what he says? Something, Something like, like that. that. Um, yeah. It, it's such a feel-good moment. Like, Anakin gets his buddy back yeah. on the ship and friendship wins again yeah r2 he's alive he's saved yeah i mean i was kind of like they're not gonna kill r2 come on no i mean we already know he's in well, the rest one, of movies we already know he's in those movies but i mean it's r2 yeah you're not gonna kill r2 no no all right ratings rate let's rate some things animation 7.9 Whoa. for me. Really enjoyed this one. Really well done. Okay. I gave it a 7.5. Acting. I thought was very good. 
yeah. in this one. I thought acting was even better than the last one by a little bit. Again, I gave it a 7.5. 7.5 for me. Yeah. I didn't notice any like big standouts, but mm-hmm. I liked what I saw. I really liked what I saw too. Um, character development, I thought was stellar in this one. Um, again, really driving home the relationship between R2 and Anakin uh, further. Um, uh, again, you you really start to get the, uh, like we talked about it, but almost like, I guess you could call it a relationship, but the relationship between Grievous and Anakin really gets um, solidified as them becoming kind of arch enemies a little bit, like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like that element and the R2 stuff, um, and even some of the stuff with Rex, again, uh, is it, it, Rex and Ahsoka's relationship, too, was also kind of... Um, you see the beginnings of that starting to be forged. So I thought character development was really good in this one. 8.2. You also see like, like I mentioned Ahsoka and her fight against Grievous. Like Mm -hmm. you see how as, even as like a young, as a young Jedi, she's already very powerful. Yeah. Some really good establishing moments in this episode. 8.2 for me. I gave it a 7.7. 7.7. Okay. Dialogue. 7.5. Very good. Seven. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of moments where I laughed out loud and stuff again. Uh, no, like, very specific quotes that stood out to me, but I, I really thoroughly enjoyed the dialogue in this episode. 7.5. Yeah, I gave it a 7. Uh, sound design score, 7.1 for the exact same reason as the last one. <laughs> again, again, same reasoning as last time. I gave it a 6.3 this time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, plot, 7.9. Oh, wow. I really? gave it a 6.9. Yeah. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. Um, this is one of my more favorite Clone Wars episodes, I think, so far. Uh, yeah. Overall, my average rating for this episode is a 7.7. 7. So mine, my total score is a 7.2. 7.2. 7. Yep. Okay, so mine's 7.7, you're 7.2, which means... I'm going to guess it's going to be 7.5. The average score for the Millennial Falcon Duel of the Droids Season 1 Episode 7 score is a 7.5. Okay, yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It's a 7.45 technically. It rounds up to a 7.5 score for the Millennial Falcon. That's fair. I think it's a good. I think that's a great yep. score for this one. And that is another review in the books. Write that in your books again. Yeah. <laughs> Put that in your book and read it. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at the Millennial Falcon Podcast. Join us next time as we discuss episodes 8 through 10. So we got another trilogy of episodes going on. Um, this is the Newt Gunray arc, according to Wikipedia. Um, but, uh, I think I remember this arc quite fondly if it's the one I'm thinking it is. Um, just some fun moments that I know you're going to hate. Um. (laughs) That I'm going to hate? Yes. Oh, wait a minute. If it's the episode I'm thinking it is going to be, uh, you're really not going to like this arc. (laughs) Yeah. I think I'm not, I think I'm not here that week. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think I'm on vacation. Am I doing this on my own? Okay. Uh, All right. I guess it's a one-man show podcast from here on out. And we'll see you on the next adventure.
adventure. <laughs> Wait, I don't want to leave forever just for the one episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, bye. Bye.